You're listening to the Brand Builders Lab podcast, episode 36. Welcome to the Brand Builders Lab podcast, where learning how to create an epic brand, find the right marketing strategies that work, and building your business is a constant evolution, classroom, and lab. Each week, we'll be diving into all things brand and marketing with special guests and solo episodes to help you build your business brand and big idea. Hey, hey, welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Suzanne Chadwick, and we are back for another week. So I hope you've had an awesome week wherever you are and whatever you're doing. Today, I have got a juicy episode for you. I have got Melinda Sampson on the podcast today. She is a premier Google partner, Google ads and analytics consultant, speaker and trainer, and the co-owner of Click Winning Content. So Melinda does my Google ads for me when I'm usually in a launch for Play Big Brand Bold, Uh, but she's just really helped me to understand what my options are when it comes to potentially using Google ads for whatever it is that I need, whether it's retargeting um, or just general marketing or search ads or display ads, whatever it is. So this episode is a big one. If you are at home or you're somewhere with a pen and paper, it might be good, but otherwise you can always come back and obviously listen to it. And Melinda has been such a great partner for my business as well, that if it's something that you're looking to do, then I would highly recommend her as well. But we are going to dive straight in because it's a, we've got a lot for you today. So without further ado, let's get started. Melinda Sampson, welcome to the Brand Builders Lab podcast. Thank you, Suze. Thanks for having me. Pleasure, pleasure. So Melinda, obviously I've worked with you uh, over the past, well, it's been probably the past year or two now, really, to help me with my Google ads which is what we are talking about today. And I actually think that it is something that is pretty simple and fairly inexpensive, it can be, that can really amplify a small business's brand. And so I really wanted to have you on the podcast to, I, I feel like it's share this secret. <laughs> <laughs> it's no secret, of Google, but very happy to unsecret some of the ins and outs. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Well, the thing is, and I always say this, is that because you live in this world, like because you are a Google partner, you obviously go to their events and it's what you live day in and day out, I don't actually think that a lot of small businesses realise what they can do with it. So even though obviously Google is not a secret, the way in which small businesses can use these ads, I think a lot of people don't really understand. So we're going to go through some of that today as well, which I think is going to be, um, yeah, really good, especially from a marketing and brand perspective as to how small businesses can use it. But before we dive in, do you want to just tell our listeners a bit about you, what you do, who you work with, how you came to be here? Well, how I came to be here. <laughs> so, yeah, definitely. So I run my own business called Click Winning Content. Um, I've passed nine years as of June. Congratulations. Um, I've been, yeah, a Google partner all of that time. I actually started with AdWords, it feels like when Google began in 2006, but it actually started before that. Um, And I had the opportunity, I was working for a global software company at the time. And my manager says, there's this thing called Google ads and can you find an agency and sort it for 
all the English speaking countries in Asia pack. And I was like, sure. And then <laughs> I got all these proposals and I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And to be honest, I still remember that to this day because I started my business so that people do have an idea what I'm talking about, what they're spending money on and whether or not it's working for them. Um, yeah, so I, I did that for them for a few years and then I just sort of got out into the Australian market and thought, I think we could do a good job of this. And I quite liked it and I'd learned a lot um, <laughs> while yeah. spending their money, if any of my colleagues <laughs> is listening. Um, having said that, it was a lot easier back then. It was quite straightforward compared to all the features and all the things that Google's layered on since mm. then. And that's partly why they changed from AdWords to Google Ads because they wanted to reflect that it's not just keywords in Google search now. There's so many different things, which obviously is what we're going to cover today. But that was sort of what I believe the idea behind the name change. Yeah, so we just really are an AdWords agency. I do set up and management for clients. I do training. I do consulting. I do really whatever people can get the most value from. And the idea behind just doing Google ads is because we want to do a really, really good job and it moves really, really fast. <laughs> so that's enough. Like I get asked all the time if I can help with Facebook ads or something else. And I'm just like, I can't keep up. <laughs> with yeah, anything. for sure. Like there's probably enough going on with Google. You don't exactly. need to be. I feel like I'm doing a really good job. Yeah. yeah so we, um, achieve premium partner status in 2016, which basically Google redefined their program, but they've recognized that we really do care about our customers and looking after them and following best practices. Awesome. Now I have seen you uh, on the book, uh, <laughs> Facebook, <laughs> at all of these Google events. Uh, so what's happening with them? What's new at the moment? Like what are they talking about the most? Just yeah, to get a little bit of an inside of you. That's a good place to start. So the things really that are important to Google at the moment are artificial intelligence and machine learning. And they're like big words, but basically, and I'm going to just quote you Google's definition of them. So artificial intelligence is the science of making things smart. And a good example of that is Google Home. So Google Home is not a person. It's actually artificial. <laughs> if you, for those of you that thought, it was a person and some people might think that because it's smart. So it can recognize your voice. It knows what you're saying and it knows what to do next. So that's a good example of where that's going. And then machine learning is making machines that can learn to be smarter. And my favorite example is Netflix. So <laughs> we recently got a new account. And I kept logging in and saying I was my partner. And then I kept saying, why is Netflix giving me these stupid shows that I don't want to watch? And he's like, Mel, you have to log in as you so it, the machine can learn what you like and give you what you want next. So that's a good example of that. And I do love that on Netflix because it's like, well, this show is 92% of a match if you liked this other show. Yeah. And they don't always get it right, but at least it's kind of serving you up content yeah. that they think is going to be of interest to you and it's I mean it, it is good as well like we've gotten some really good shows out of it and it's a good example that you'll find over time the more shows you watch the better it gets at giving you what you want to watch because the machine is learning but it needs time and experience to do that 
Mm. I wonder if it picks up like when you start watching a show and then you don't keep watching it. <laughs> it's a whole I wonder, other, a whole I wonder other if it picks that up. It's like we suggested this, but she didn't actually <laughs> like it. <laughs> that would be good as well. Very good. So let's start at the very beginning. Uh, so what are Google ads for those for people who are like, I've seen them around, but I have no idea like how it all works. What are Google ads? Yeah, sure. Good place to start. So the main ads that people are probably familiar with is the search ads. So if you go to Google on your desktop and you search for something, you'll see three or four ads at the top of the organic search results. And if you scroll down, you'll see some at the bottom as well. On a mobile device, it's generally only one or two ads at the top and then the organic and the others at the bottom. So yeah, keep in mind a good tip. We can talk about it a bit more later, but yeah. if you ever run Google ads, check the desktop, but always think of how it will come across on mobile devices and how well your website works as well. Because more and more people, the fact is I think more people search on mobile devices already than desktop computers. Yeah. Um, so that's the search ads and you'll see them at the top and they've got a little box next to them that says ads. And really what it does, because the organic search results are quite competitive, and everyone, what's the old joke? There's no point being on page two of Google. You could bury a dead body there or something. <laughs> um, no one will ever see it. So really to get traffic to your website, most businesses want to be on page one of Google. So if you can't achieve that in the organic results, AdWords is a really good option for getting there. So that's your search campaign ads. Um, the other parts people might not be as familiar with. So Google's also got the display network, which is about 2 billion websites around the world that host Google ads. Um, so if you see an ad on a website and you look in the top right corner of it, it'll have a little blue sort of triangle that you can hover over and then that will pop up and say it's part of the Google display network. But let's just say it, they're everywhere. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of sites that host Google ads and they're your nice banner ads that have got your branding in, your logo the um the message that you wanted to share so there's a, a different type of display network campaign which is called remarketing um and some people might have noticed so if you go to a website and then you suddenly start seeing ads for that website it's quite likely they're running remarketing so that lets you tag your website visitors and then show them your banner ads when they go to all those websites that host google ads yeah um and really it keeps your brand prominent in front of people. And I think it particularly works well, like Suze, where you're running a course. Mm. So people go to the website, but I think Google's number is about only 3% will convert on the first visit. So you've got 97% of people that went there but didn't take the action that you wanted to. Mm. So remarketing can keep your brand in front of them. And particularly if you've got an early bird price or a registration date, you can just remind them, hey, get back, do this thing because you wanted to do it. You just didn't have time. Um, yeah, so that's remarketing, which is really powerful. Um, the other two types of campaign is Google Shopping. So if you go to Google, do you ever click Shopping at the top of the search results? Yes, I do. Yeah, so that's where you get the product pictures coming up. Um, shopping campaigns are awesome for e-commerce websites because guess what? People looking in the shopping results want to buy something. Um, so they're more likely to buy if they've gone through to that. 
And then the other type of campaign I wanted to mention is YouTube. So through Google ads, you can also get your video on YouTube shown to your target audience, like put in front of the right people in the right location. Cool. Now we are going to dive deeper into all of those in a bit so that we can really talk about who should be using them, um, what the benefits are, when you can use them, like at what time. So we've mentioned a couple of those things, but we just wanted to give a bit of an overview about what type of Google ads are available. Um, so what are the benefits of using Google ads over other marketing strategies, do you think? So Google ads are really focused on getting your ad, whatever it is, in front of the right audience at the right time and people that are in the right place. Um, I do always recommend using as part of your marketing mix. So it fits nicely with the other things. So if you consider remarketing that we mentioned, that's tagging everyone that went to your website. So every bit of marketing that you do to get people to the website, remarketing helps you get value out of all those visitors. So it fits nicely with the other thing, but I think the key advantage is you can be in control. So if you need more orders or leads, you have potential to put your budget up and get that. If you're going on holidays and you don't want any leads, you can turn it off. Um, a good example, if you have a new website, it might not get indexed by Google for a few days or sometimes even weeks, I've seen it, to be honest. And you're telling people, hey, my website's live. And everyone's like, where is it? I'm searching for you in Google. So start a little ad campaign the day it goes live so that the ad's up there, it's immediate, and people can find you really easily. Yeah, and I mean, I've used remarketing as well for my course, Play Big Brown Bold, which obviously you helped me with, Mel, which is great. And, you know, because people come and they visit and then I, it just takes time for people to make decisions, you know, or you get distracted and you go away or, you know, you get interrupted and you, you're still thinking about it. So even when I do online shopping, I find that obviously it's following me around. I know that that's remarketing retargeting or remarketing um, and sometimes it's really good because I think oh geez I forgot to get that or I forgot to purchase it or whatever it is so I do think that it's definitely worth looking at as far as your wider marketing strategy goes because as you said it should just be one of the things in the mix absolutely yeah. and so what are some things that people need to know or think about uh, before they actually start using Google Ads have a clear business strategy seems kind of obvious but people come and like I've got this website and I'm not getting any traffic and I need Google ads and I'm like you actually don't what you need is sales or inquiries or something that's going to help your business so be really clear about your business um, and part of that is understanding your profitability so if you um, allocate an amount to AdWords ideally, what would you like out of the other side? So a good example might be um, I'm a physio or a health service provider. My time costs $100 an hour and I'm sitting here doing nothing or the people that you pay. So how much is it worth paying to get them to do something, particularly when a new client will probably come back more than once? So what's the value of the new client and what part are you comfortable paying? for the Google ad to get that person in rather than have your staff do nothing. 
Um, think of it, really know your numbers. Or another good example is if you're an e-commerce store and you sell something for $50 and your markup's 50%, so you're making $25. How much of that $25 are you okay to spend on Google Ads to get that order? Um, and honestly, you sort of think, nothing. <laughs> I want the whole... $25. But if you've got a good business strategy where it's okay to spend the 25 to get the client because you've got awesome email, email marketing and you're remarketing and you know, the lifetime value is actually $2,000. Um, so yeah, before you start, be really clear about your business strategy and then follow that with having a high quality website. Yeah. So just going back to the business strategy. So it's really looking at cost per client acquisition. Yeah. Exactly. And then the lifetime value, like what's it worth paying yeah. to have that person versus not having them? And also what's the cost of doing nothing if yeah. you're people? Yeah. I think the other thing that I think about, and I kind of do this with Facebook ads and I talk about this, you know, um, when I'm talking about marketing your business is that I always think about it as the single cost of a ticket is usually what I'm willing to spend depending on what the product or service is. So for example, if it's a workshop, then I might spend, it could be up to $300 or $350 because I just need one person to purchase it to cover the cost. But the number of eyeballs that I will get on it for that $350 will be so much more than you know, just that one. Yeah, that's a great example. And those people might go to a workshop later on. Not exactly. this time. They've seen you. They've heard of you. Um, yeah, that's a really good example. And then I'm sure you could throw out some tips about having a high-quality website. And I know you had a really great podcast with um, Lisa Simpson and you talked about conversion rates and things. So listen to that. Yes. Yeah, I'll, have that. I'll link that in the show notes. So, yeah, Liza um, does do website conversions. She spoke at one of our events recently as well. And just some really simple tips, yeah, so that when you've got somebody, when you're paying, for example, for a Google ad to drive traffic to your website, that you're not losing them because it's not a great experience or they don't know where to go or there's not an obvious call to action. So, yeah, so obviously having that in place. So knowing how much you're willing to spend based on the lifetime value of a customer uh, and then also having a website that is going to help you convert and not just leave people a bit confused as to what to do next. Yep, and then the thing that can connects the dots is having the conversion tracking set up so that you know I spent this much on ads and I got four phone calls to online inquiries. So you can see what's coming out the other side. Don't just jump into an ad campaign. I suppose I bang on about this a lot, but I can't stress enough how important it is to look at your website first or go through it with your AdWords agency. What do you want people to do and how can we track it so that they can give you quality information about the return that you're getting. Yeah. Now with that as well, because I know that when we do it, so you have to have a certain amount of people that visit your site in order to do the remarketing or retargeting as well. Isn't that right? Yeah, that's right. So the list needs a hundred unique people before the campaign will run. But to be honest, a hundred unique people won't get you much reach because you're waiting for all those hundred people to go to a Google display network website and see one of your ads. Um, we generally recommend 500 or more, but it's not to say if it's a really niche campaign, 
100 can be a great list. If two of those people see your ad and then convert, that can still be effective. But generally speaking, the bigger the list, the better for remarketing. But it depends, you know, what your objectives are and all those other things as well. Okay. And now just, I just wanted to pick up on something that you said. So you're waiting for somebody to go to a Google Display Network page. So not all pages on the internet have got these types of ads? Yeah, good question. I think something like 2 billion websites do. <laughs> Quite <laughs> a lot. Yeah. Um, but not, I'll get asked by a client, I want my ads on this website. And I'm like, they don't host Google ads, so we can't do that for you. Um, and obviously there's other ad ne networks out there separate to Google as well. Um, so just a question on that as well. So uh, that's really interesting. I would never have thought of that. Like I want my ad to show up on Forbes, say, or something like that. So you can't choose where your ad ends up or can you? We can choose if we know they're part of the Google Display Network. We can say Suze is willing to pay this much per click to get her ad here, but they have to be in the Google Display Network. And so say, we'll just use Forbes as an example, say, or the Entrepreneur Magazine or whatever it is, say they are in the Google Ad Network, so do you have to then bid to be able to get onto their page? Yeah, so with display campaigns, there's a number of different types of targeting that you can use. And the one we're talking about now is called placements. So we can pop that website and sometimes even a certain section of that website. Like if you do IT, we can say, please show on the IT pages. Um, and then, yeah, we can set a bid and you might say, Forbes is worth way more to me than some other thing. I'm prepared to pay more per click to be there because it's really important to me. So we can do that as long as they're in that network. An easy way to find out if a website's in the Google Display Network is just go there, look at their ads, hover over that top right-hand corner and see if there's a little kind of blue triangle that pops up and says, hey, we're in the Google Ad Network. And then obviously <laughs> you can assume that they are and you could ideally put your ad there. Okay, great. All right, so let's actually dive deeper. So you, you listed at the beginning what type of ads there are. There's search ad, brand ads, display ads, remarketing, YouTube. So let's kind of dive in so that people can really understand how they can use it, whether it's right for them and what they need to think about when it comes to these particular ads. So if we start with search ads, now I know that you were saying that these are the ones that sit at the top when I do a Google search. And my immediate thought is just from, I don't know, rumours is that people don't click on those because they're ads. They always go to the third or fourth. Oh, I guess the organic result that comes up. What's your, I guess, I, thoughts around that and what the, I guess, the traction is if you are in one of those sort of first or second places? Yep, great question. And <laughs> I have actually a blog about this because... Oh, very good. We can link it up. Me, no one clicks on the ads. Um, so for a search campaign, there's a concept called click-through rate. So it's yeah. of the amount of people that saw the ad, how many clicked on it. And really a good click-through rate is anything over 1% or 2%. So if more than, let's say, two people who saw the ad clicked on it, it's okay. But the higher, the better. So we would aim for like 5% or 10%. 
So if you think about it, it makes sense. Some people do click on the ads and people scroll down to the organic results. I think it also depends on the quality of the organic results because a lot of people have their website optimised for things that aren't appropriate. So our aim is always to make an ad that's so awesome <laughs> that you go, I searched for this thing and I love this ad and this is what I need and I'm clicking on it. Um, now, because these ads are text, yeah. yeah, so when we're looking at the search ads, it's a text ad, not a visual. So how do you make a text ad awesome? Wow. <laughs> um, well, that's my job. <laughs> <laughs> So if, if anyone does a search now and you look at the top four ads, you'll see that they vary quite a lot. Like some might be three or four lines and some might be six and some might have bits hanging underneath. Yeah. You can make it awesome, firstly, by being very well targeted to the word that the person searched for and there's different ways to do that. But another important way is to use things called ad extensions. And that's what makes, if you see an ad and it's got a link to the business address or it's got these big site links underneath. So I've literally just gone and done a little search yep. on my computer behind our Zoom. <laughs> uh, and I've done business coach Melbourne. Uh, and, I, and then I've obviously got, so there's a couple of things I've got, is that I've got four, uh, four listings that are ads. And then I've obviously got the one where it's got the map of Melbourne and then uh, three listings that are, that are just under that map as well. Yeah. So with the first ad that I've got there, it also has, so it's got their details and then it's got what programs and then it's got a free two-hour session. So that sits underneath in yeah. sort of separate blocks. A very well set up and managed ad because you're noticing that so you're probably well, it's only because you've just said it that um, some will have the additional content there. So is that something that you can choose to do or choose to have? Yes. Yeah, oh. so you can customise that however you want to via a thing called ad extensions. And some people don't know to use that. It's also a quality factor with Google. If you have ad extensions, you have what's called a higher quality score. So Google are more likely to let your ad be in the top position. Because um, to be honest, you couldn't just go in and set up a campaign and achieve the top spot. No matter how much you want to pay, you have to have a quality ad. Okay. But so what does a quality ad mean though? Like what is your little checklist or what are the things that you think make a quality ad? So what? just give me that example again. What did you type into Google? So I've just typed in business coach Melbourne, Australia. And what's in the headline of the ad that you're seeing? It just says business coach slash business coaching in Melbourne. Okay. Uh, so in a lot of respects, that's relevant. It's got business coach and it's got Melbourne in the headline of the ad. So that's a good start. So you can straight away see that it is relevant specifically to what you searched for in the location. Like maybe if that said worldwide business coaching, You'd be like, yeah. I want Melbourne. I'm going to go to the next one. So as much as possible, let the ad headline reflect the keyword that the person searched for. And the then the interesting thing is that the next two have not got Melbourne or business coaching in them, which is in the title, which is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So I would suggest their keyword is 
just business coaching and they're probably targeting all of Australia and they don't know that you should, if someone types Melbourne, you want to see Melbourne in the ad. If I type Perth, I want to see Perth in the ad. So that's an element that can make more people click on it. Therefore, the ad's higher quality. Therefore, guess what? This guy got to the top because it's a really well-targeted ad. And then I don't, want, I don't really want you to click on the ad, but the next factor is um, when you click through, do you see Business Coaching Melbourne on the landing page? Okay, so it does have Business Coach. And actually, this is awesome. So look at the headline, Business Coaching and Mentoring Melbourne. So this is a good example. What yeah. you saw, what you searched for was in the ad headline and you saw it straight away on the landing page. So this is this actually these people are running their ads really well. Um, but just to emphasize landing page quality is a factor in AdWords quality. So don't go, oh, I'm going to advertise on business coaching and I'm going to bring you into my page about my online marketing oh my workshop. Um, like yeah so you have to take them to a page that is relevant to their specific yeah page. and you need to follow through if you made an offer in the ad google wants you to follow through with that offer on the landing page so if you say book your free session people need to see the button to book their free session really quickly and easily so follow through with the messaging okay all right cool now underneath those searches is like I said, a map with some businesses. Now, is this related to Google reviews? That's actually through Google My Business. So that's how you can list if you have a physical address or if you have an area where you work around an mm -hmm. area, you can get your business listed there through what's called Google My Business. It is a separate thing, but there Does it are ads. Anything? Pardon? Google My Business doesn't cost anything. That's correct. The interesting thing, the reason that I brought that up is because you've got the ads that sit at the top of the page when you're searching and then you've got this map with three businesses, which I'm assuming is organic. And I'm also assuming that because they've got five-star ratings that they're ranking. So um, they're sort of coming up above the other organic listings yeah. and it's because you put melbourne you put a location keyword in your search term if you just went business coaching yeah you see those map listings yeah yeah so i just think it's really interesting to actually go and do a search for maybe something that would be like your business uh and see like what's there and what's coming up and uh what kind of keywords or landing pages is it going to and so that you can actually sort of see what works and maybe what doesn't and, and maybe where you're coming up if you're coming up as well. So I think that, that it's always good to go and take a look to understand um, what it is you want to do with that too. Yeah, definitely. So there's some good examples come up out of that search. Yeah, so just to confirm, there's three independent ways you can appear in Google search. One is the ads, two is organic search, and the third is that Google My Business local listing. But what's interesting, we're now seeing, can you just show me what you searched again? Uh, so I just searched right now was just business coach for women. Yeah, and we're seeing a shopping ad for coach bags. <laughs> we so if I was running those coach bags, I would have checked and you can add business as what's called a negative keyword because although people looking for business coaches might want a coach bag, 
is not what the advertiser intended. So be really smart about how you set your campaign up. Look at what might be inappropriate searches like that and you can add them as what's called negative keywords. Um, a good example is we would always put free and jobs as negatives because you don't, if someone searches for free business coach and you actually want to make money, you don't want to pay for a click from that person. Yeah. Likewise, if someone wants a job as a business coach and you don't have jobs available, you don't want to pay for that click. So um, there's different elements like that that can really refine the quality of your campaign. Yeah. Yeah. Really interesting. Okay. So, so I guess, if you are not getting the organic search that you're wanting, obviously that's something that we should always be working towards by understanding what the keywords are that our audience are searching for so that we can rank higher, uh, then you can obviously pay for uh, those, those search ads as well. And can I just ask, Melinda, what is the price range for the, that sort of campaign? Um, so in terms of ad spend, it really varies on the industry. We've got clients that still pay 50 cents or less per click. And I'm like, yay, yeah. get something for less than a dollar per click. Um, but you've got industries like dentistry, plumbing, they might be paying 10 to $20 a click and the finance industry, like your SMSFs and your financial advisor, okay. um, upward I'm just throwing out some numbers yeah. probably $30 plus per click so it relates to what is the advertiser prepared to pay based on the value of the client if they come through um, Google does have a keyword planner that you can have a look at to get an indication of the cost per click but we don't focus on that so much we look at the cost per conversion so because it depends how good your website is as how many clicks do I have to get you before someone calls you? Yeah. So we sort of look more holistically at, like I said before, if you know your business numbers and it's okay to pay $100 to get the lead, let's do our best to get you as many leads as possible and then bring that cost down over time, ideally, because the campaign's been managed really well. Yeah, absolutely. Now the other little tool, and I'll link it up in the show notes, that I recently uh, put into my Chrome as a plugin or as an add-on is keywords everywhere. Uh, and I really just used that to start seeing what keywords were coming up when I was searching on different things uh, for my business as well. Uh, and so, yeah, so I, so the reason that I did this was so that I could start to see what keywords people were using that might be related to the keywords that I was putting in because I always do do some keyword research when I'm doing my vlogs or my podcast, things like that, so that I've actually titled it what people are searching for. Uh, and I didn't sort of use this for this particular reason, but it does give me a cost per click and competition and volume of search in keywords everywhere. So for online business coach, it's got volume in Australia is around about 70 and the cost per click is oh $18.69. Wow. Uh, and so, and then it gives me a whole lot of other keywords that, you know, might relate to what I've just put in. But yeah, that's really interesting. But like I said, I didn't get it for ad purposes. I got it for keyword purposes, but it does give me what the potential cost per click might be if I wanted to have that ad for that keyword. How would somebody know which keywords to pick? 
So we're big on keywords with intent. So you're a business, you're my client, you want to make money. So what would people search for to find a, a service that they want to pay for? So the most obvious one, um, if you're a dentist in South Melbourne, put your thing that you do and then your location together. Because if I'm searching for that, guess what? I want to find what you do and I want to find where you do it because I want a local business. So even if you look in the keyword planner, you might find that the numbers come up that no one's searching for that. But I would always include your local suburbs because it doesn't hurt to test them. And as long as you have that conversion tracking in place, you can always find out if that keyword's working for you or if you wanted to stop it if it wasn't working. Um, another good example, so <clears throat> where you went business coach Melbourne, you're not just looking for what is a business coach. That's got intent that you want to find a business coach in Melbourne. Um, you could go the next level and go business coach Southeast Melbourne or business coach Melbourne Southern Suburbs. Test it and see, even if it doesn't come up in keyword research, because something like half the searches every day have never been searched for before. And <clears throat> excuse me, think of what you do yourself. So you go to Google, you go business coach Melbourne. Oh, he's in, sorry for the guys outside Melbourne, but you might be, he's in Keelor. I wanted someone in Moorabbin. I'm not going to drive there. So what do you do next? Do you narrow your search down? see if you can find someone that's in your area. So think through that process and we, we test all the keywords that we think could work and then we monitor what happens and then we put more money into the ones that work and we stop the ones that don't. Yeah, awesome. Okay, great. Let's move on to brand ads. Uh, so when do we use brand ads? Who are they best for? What should we be aware of when it comes to brand ads? So I would encourage everyone to search for their brand in Google and see, does your website come up the top? If you've got a Google My Business listing, is that showing in the right-hand side? This is on a desktop. So this is literally the name of your business. So yeah. I would put in the Connection Exchange. Yeah, Exactly. And if you weren't at the top, maybe there's some American Connection Exchange that's outranking you. If it's a more generic brand or the brand is closely related to an actual thing. Yeah. Um, anyway, just do that. Do the search. If you're not coming up the top and you're not dominating that page, you could put a brand ad up. It's very inexpensive if it's set up properly because if you think of the quality factors, I searched for Connection Exchange. The ad said Connection Exchange. It took me to a website called Connection Exchange. So that's awesome. <laughs> That's like the best case scenario of what an ad could be. And you get rewarded for that by your clicks being quite inexpensive. And by that, I would say 50 cents or less. So in the scheme of things, you're really not paying much for ad clicks, but you're, I call it guarding your turf in Google. Like you're getting that top spot and you're sure of that because you weren't first, second or third in the organic results. Um, it's particularly important, like I said, if your website's new and it hasn't gained that credibility with Google yet, even when it gets indexed, it has to build up the traffic and let Google know, hey, when people search for this, they want to find this website. So an ad can be a good thing to run to help people find you. And the other times that it's awesome, if you're running a promotion, so say you had an event you wanted to promote, so someone searches Connection Exchange and it says, have you signed up? 
for my video workshop bookings end tomorrow. And then you take them straight to that page. So you've actually made it easy for them rather than going to the organic result and going, oh, where was that video workshop? I have to think about it. So be creative with brand ads. We love them when they support a radio campaign. So if a client runs a radio campaign, searches will go up for their thing, but sometimes people forget. They might be like, was it Connection Exchange or Exchange a Connection or whatever? And if you don't come up for all those variations, they're not going to find you. You're going to lose the value of that campaign. So you can just pop them in an ad campaign and make sure it's really easy for people to find you. Yeah. Great. And I find it really interesting. I think it is really good to go and put the name of your business in because Google is doing so much now. Like there's so much more on the page. Like even when I'm looking now on, on the page, when I put the connection exchange in, it's literally got a little thing that says add a post, tell customers about a special event deal or product. Um, and then obviously you've got your Google reviews. You can add photos, create a post. Um, create an ad so they're really kind of creating this hub for businesses to be able to I guess strengthen their brand uh, and the content and information that they're sharing through Google as well I'm not sure that this was always the case no and that's the thing so think of do your ads serve the right audience at the right time who are in the right place and mm. if you follow those principles that will be a good campaign so don't accidentally click. If you only are a business coach in Melbourne, you don't want your ad showing up in Sydney. Like it's a waste of my time. If, if I click on it, it's a waste of your money, but I'm not going to work with you. So you've wasted my time. So give me what I want and get me to it straight away, basically. Yeah. And now another question I've got, Mal, is uh, Google reviews. How much does that strengthen your presence on Google? Does that have a direct impact to your ranking or is it really more SEO, like the reviews don't add to where you're ranked? Good question. We probably need to look it up. So Moz does a big survey on that and the last time I read it, they didn't impact the ranking, but if you have those five stars there, people are more likely to click on it. So sure. I'm just going to say Google reviews are awesome. <laughs> Get as many as you can, but get them authentically, Yeah, you know, naturally in a positive way. Obviously, don't fake them. Don't get people to make up stuff. Okay, so on to the next one is display ads. And this is the one that I've used to play Big Brand Bowl that I've talked about before. And I think it's, I love this. I do think that it's always worth taking a look at, especially when you've got a specific campaign. Um, it also makes your kids think that you're famous. <laughs> When my kids get on the internet and then they see my photo, they're like, oh, my God, Mum. <laughs> so, so display ads are great for kudos in your home as well as kudos with your clients. So when should people be using this now? So, look, I think anyone can use it. It's more important to consider the success factors. So what makes a good remarketing campaign? And the reason your ads were awesome <laughs> if I may say, they're coloured and bright and that's your branding. So on a white page, they stand out and people remember that they visited your website and then they saw your ad, which was the same. Um, it's one of Google's factors as well to have consistent branding. So make sure your logo is in the ad so people can match that up. <laughs> I've seen remarketing ads 
I'm just like, what? Um, it's like, so the concept of remarketing is I visited your website. I remembered a bit about what it looked like and then I saw your ad. So just follow through with that. Don't be, try and be clever and make them completely different with some animal or something. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so people don't recognize it. Yeah. Yeah. Clear branding, clear message that aligns with the message that people will get when they click back through to your website have a call to action button or tell people what you want them to do. Same as principles really of all good marketing. Um, and then the other factors are who do you want to remarket to? So we can remarket to everyone that went to your website. And that's a good option because, hey, I like you, Suze. I didn't know you had that course, but now I saw it in the ad and I'll go back to that page. But for some people it might be more appropriate to only have people see that page that, sorry, that had viewed a specific page. Like I'm interested in this particular workshop. You want to tell people that workshop registrations close on Friday. So think about what your objectives are. Um, the other thing we're really careful about is the frequency cap. So <laughs> this, mm, is, um, yeah. this is the stalker factor that people will be like, I don't want to do that. Um, be conservative. You can control how many times people see your ad in a day or across a week and we base that on is it an evergreen campaign that keeps running or if your registrations are open for five days I think people can see your ads more for that short period of time but take that into consideration as well. I do like that that you can kind of go okay well, once they've seen it five times it's probably enough in a day. Uh, the other thing that I also that we also did was we did do I don't think it was the last campaign but maybe the one before where we had the ads running specifically during early bird and we had the early bird images and then once the early bird was finished the finished the images changed over to just the normal campaign ad images as well so you can do that timely uh, you know early bird or special offer during a specific period of time as well which I think is really good yeah and what we often find so while you might see this many people clicked on the ads but no one actually booked generally we find your other conversions from other traffic sources will increase while you've got that remarketing running as well so again think of it as part of the whole marketing mix not just this one thing that you're doing to get all those bookings or whatever you want people to do yeah and I mean the other thing especially from my perspective is I just see it as a really good branding opportunity it's getting my brand out there it's definitely amplifying my brand it's making my business probably look a bit bigger than what it is uh, but also I'm just reinforcing what I do and, uh, you know, in the minds of people who are potentially interested in what I do. And also keep in mind you only pay when someone clicks on the ad, which is amazing. So your ad can get seen thousands of times. But really it's, it's way less expensive than people might expect. Yes, and that has been, I think, one of the biggest things for me, Mal, as well, is it's a no-brainer. Like it's, it's not something I wouldn't do because it is inexpensive compared to what I pay generally during a live campaign for marketing. Um, you know, like I might spend either a few hundred dollars, if not up to a thousand dollars, um, you know, on marketing a certain thing. And yeah, my AdWords are really quite inexpensive compared and to what I might spend elsewhere really well so I think you do the ads yourself because you're quite like clever aren't you but I would encourage people put the money 
into really professional, awesome, creative, test some different versions and then let that flow into the remarketing campaign? But what I'd say is that my photography is professional by Femims and my design is like was done by my designer, Leanne from Orico. So, you know, I can put it all together, but it was all professionally designed in the first place. Yeah. Which yeah, but I love. you to be a professional in every aspect anyway. So. Oh, thanks. All right, cool. So let's dive into YouTube because I am trying to build my YouTube channel and I, do, I don't use ads in YouTube at the moment. And I'm not really sure how to. So um, what's the best way if we're looking to do YouTube ads? Yes. Yeah, so this is part of Google Ads as well, and it's called a video campaign. So there's a few different ways you can promote your video. The one people are probably most familiar with is when you pick a video that you want to watch and an ad pops up and you've got five seconds to skip it. Um, so that's called a skippable ad. And the awesome thing about that is if people skip it, you pay nothing. Um, you actually only pay if if the video is longer than 30 seconds, you'll pay if they watch more than 30 seconds or if it's shorter, you'll pay if they watch to the end. So you actually get a lot of visibility without even paying. Um, but we, and I didn't make this up, I heard it from someone at Google, like think of it like TV advertising but a lot more targeted and a lot less expensive. So Compared to the old days, if you were like, oh, I'd love to be able to do TV ads, like you can do YouTube ads and get in front of the right people in the right place. And I don't like to throw numbers out, but let's say it's 10 cents a view or less. Um, to me, it's like search campaigns in 2006 when I started. It's still, we've got a lot of clients that do YouTube and we've promoted it a lot over the last few years, but there's still some massive opportunities there um, and it's the same as like your branding so the more people see you and hear you and like you when it comes to you want them to do something they're more likely to do that so there's huge honestly I love video <laughs> campaigns there's so much value awesome well I mean obviously because I do talk about video marketing it's YouTube isn't one that I've been talking about but I yeah definitely want to learn more about it um, especially if it is a low-cost option. Uh, and just off the top of my head, I mean, I really like our membership video for local women here in Melbourne. Um, I should try that because I'm assuming that the target could be it's location-specific as well. That's exactly right. And awesome. so I mentioned the skippable ads, but there's two other types. One's where you appear in the YouTube search results. So if you go to YouTube now and search business coach, there might be an ad video at the top. Um, and that can take people to either your website or your YouTube channel. So what we do with some clients is run the ad and then get the click through to their YouTube channel so that people then watch more of their videos because they've got so much great content there. Um, and you'll see ads down the right side of the YouTube results as well. And Google's just, not just, but there's a new type of campaign that's called custom intent video campaigns and it means we can put in the things that people search for in Google search and if they search for that, they can see your video on YouTube, which that's pretty awesome. <laughs> I, <think. laughs> I love that you get excited by this, Mel. <laughs> Where you just search Business Coach Melbourne, 
Google knows that. So maybe you'll go to YouTube and whatever video you're watching, you'll see an ad for a business coach in Melbourne and you'll probably be like, this person's pretty awesome. Interesting. <laughs> their website. Very good. Well, Mel, that is so much good information. And I do think as small businesses, this is like low cost marketing with, I think, huge reach. So I do think that Google ads is worth looking at for any business, really. Even testing it out. I just think we should always be testing and trying anyway. That's why this is called Brand Builders Lab is so because the market's constantly changing. There are always new products coming out. You know, taking a look at how you can get more eyeballs on what you do so that you can grow that know, like, and trust factor I think is really important. And I think all of these ads that we've talked about today are definitely worth checking out. Now, Mel, you've obviously been running my campaigns for over a year or so now, a year or two. So for those people who want help with it, um, where can they find you? Yep. So our website is Click Winning Content. I'm, uh, I was going to show the banner behind me, but then I remembered it was a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, clickwinningcontent.com.au. We've got on all the AdWords pages in the contact form, there's an AdWords inquiry form. So if people can just pop that through, um, particularly let me know if you heard me on Susan's Brand Builders podcast. It's always great feedback. Um, yeah, and we just do our best to match what you need to your budget and what your objectives are. So if you can come in, it doesn't matter if you don't know what campaign you want, but just come in with what you want to achieve and where your business is going and we will give you some guidance on what we think to start with. I'm pretty conservative, so I always think start with something and we can build on it as it grows and as your confidence builds and as you get more budget or whatever down the track. Absolutely. Yeah, so 100% uh, give Mel a buzz or check out her website, which will be in the show notes. Uh, I love working with people who, you know, we all have our different expertises and this is not my expertise. I'd rather hand it over to somebody who really understands it and knows it and can do a really great job. Uh, and it's, I think it's definitely worth trying out. So Mel, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Thank you. I'm waving now, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Such a visual person. Awesome. Guys. And let me know. I am around on LinkedIn, just as Melinda Sampson as well. Just send a connection thing. I share a lot of, tips there for adwords and google and sorry for google ads yeah analytics as well awesome well i hope that you enjoyed that episode there was so much in it and i almost hope that you had a pen and paper to write some of this down i really do believe that google ads is something that small businesses need to look into and potentially use a bit more maybe for specific campaigns or if you're driving something at a particular time I mean, obviously, there are so many free options uh, like SEO to get your ranking up there. But if you do want to do retargeting of people who have visited your website or visited a particular sales page, then I think this is such a good thing to do. Uh, so definitely check out all of the details that Mel's provided. Head to the show notes. Anything that we've mentioned today uh, is also linked there. So if you've got any questions, then definitely let Mel know. She's been so awesome and she's been so great to work with because um, it's been something that I haven't really understood, uh, you know, quite a while ago. And now she's really helped me to use it a lot more in my business. So there you go. Another podcast episode. I hope you enjoyed. 
So until next time, have an awesome week and I'll speak to you soon.